welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we are talking to John. I'm I'm I don't even want to try to butcher your name, and I'm so sorry. Um, from Health, uh, John, tell us about yourself. Oh, the hi. This is uh, this is Johnny from Health. Um, the era, the the seminal uh, industrial band now uh, from Los Angeles. You you know, I, I I've relatively recently discovered health i didn't even know that i knew the band up until relatively recently um back last year uh we went and seen perturbator in detroit and you guys were co-headlining and my son goes oh well, who's opening and only thing they had on the on any of the things that we got was perturbator and we get up there and he sees health on the thing he's like dad you did not tell me the health is playing. I was like, I didn't know till we got here, man. And I was like, and then I went and seen you guys, and I was enthralled. You guys killed it. Um, and then I realized, like, shoot, I've been listening to this for a while now and didn't put it together. And uh, so I took him to see that, and then we got to go see you guys again in Columbus when I got to take two of my sons. And now we're already planning to go see you guys in Detroit March of next year, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys have become well-rounded in my uh, uh, personal mixtape, I guess we would call it. Um, but you guys had me from the moment you kicked in and the intro to Neon Genesis kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> and uh i'm not gonna lie i've been following you on instagram and uh the the, the plug suit is is great oh yeah we're um if you join our i don't know when this is going to air but if you get on our discord right now you can enter to win it you can get enter to win my dirty plug suit from the video <laughs> I, right here in a fucking ziploc bag just marinating ugh. oh dude i just took my kid my youngest son trick-or-treating i have a the full spider-man costume that's the same style and it's all I can do to get out of it. And everybody wants to like hang out with me, but I have the mask. So it's got these two little tiny holes that you can see out of. It's ridiculously bad. Well, also but. you got the the gloves. You can't use your phone, you know? Yep. And then, uh, and then I don't know about you, you know, you got to wear that. That's a dance belt. You got to put on a thong. Um, I don't, I don't know what you guys do, but um, that's uh that's anime expo regulations and rules, you know? Uh, I wear my, uh, um, uh my 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 gym underwear and then i wear the cincher because i am fit but i'm not spider-man fit yet so. spider spider-man is fucking cut you know yeah i was like i work my ass off and all i'm doing is get i'm getting bigger but i'm still got like a bit of a gut so it is what it is um so where did you know i'm i'm looking at your wikipedia which is I love reading Wikipedia's to find out what they actually belong to and stuff like that. Oh, so I really, someone really has really got to update our Wikipedia. So it's probably a, a disaster, but yeah. <laughs> was, was, was health really picked out of a name of just common names? Yeah. So, we, you know, we were into, and I don't know how familiar, uh, like uh, we loved all these post-punk bands, you know, from the mm -hmm. early, like 1981 era. And yeah. they always had names like magazine, like just like a regular ass word. And we're like, well, we want to be like that. And so we were like, oh, we're gonna be called medicine. And then we're like, we look at the internet like, oh, Medicine is a good band from the 90s. Um, 
and they're like, oh shit, we can't be medicine. And we're just like, what the fuck name can we get? And then Jake was Jake who brought a medicine because he was working as a medical historian right then. He's like looking at the thing and says, it says health, it says for health. He's like, how about health? And we're like, ah, it's kind of shitty. We'll try that. We'll think of a better one. Man, it has been a long time. We have not thought of a better name. <laughs> and the, the funny part about it is, is I'm sitting here, my wife got some energy drinks and they're for health and wellness or something. And it's the exact same font. Yeah, we so we used uh, the most common words with the most common font, which is Helvetica, and it's it's everywhere, and it's written the way we write it. It's just all capitals, and that was a kind of a rule too. The only way to work would be all capitals, and if the band sounds right and is presented right, then it could seem kind of futuristic and cold, you know, like the health of an organism, the health of a machine, you know. So it could be cool, and it has these, but you know, it's, it doesn't doesn't roll off your tongue. It is not a good band name. Uh, we know that, but um, I don't have a better band name. Still, it's really hard to name a fucking band, you know. It's ridiculous. I've talked to since we've been doing our other show, we've been interviewing all these bands and none of them could come up with a name. One guy was like, we just took two words, cut it in half, made one name. So they're the only band because it's two, it's an amalgam of two words. Yeah. So I'm always really impressed when newer bands or more recent bands have really good band names. Like to me, like Boy Harsher, like that is such a good band name. I don't even know what it means. Or like uh, this band that's going on tour, this is called Pixel Grip. I'm like that's a pretty good band name, you know. Like I like, I like, I like those things. So, yeah, health. It's it's a hard one. We our dream was to have a name with three syllables, which is why we wanted medicine, like Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. Like three syllables is really nice. But uh, here we are. Well, it, it's it it works because, like you said, and especially with your, you know, I've got your shirt. And it says, you, you know, you will love each other, and it's like that seems like a futuristic propaganda poster definitely Health, you will love it. you know and i think that fits and it is, yeah it's always been this it's always been this kind of you know vaguely sci-fi dystopian even when we had a totally different sound you know back then our early noise album noise rock we saw it as like a mad max primitive you know future dystopian and now we're more cyberpunk and now we're moving into this new album. we're like we're in grimdark territory we're like 440k getting <laughs> the vibes it, it you know with our stuff not not don't i'm not not too far it's not just fucking it's not fucking my bolt thrower or nothing but you know what i'm saying speaking bolt thrower but yeah. it, it, i i i'm sort of going through the video games you did you worked on you know uh max Payne three um which is my son's tears is my son's one of his favorite songs um the one that, that caught me was uh feel nothing and when you look at the thing on your Wikipedia, it tells you that you want to keep your lyrics vague. Well, is that's that... the old now. That, that's okay, old I was gonna say. Is that's that... just saying. So that Wikipedia was written, you know, over a decade ago. So um, our lyrics now, and I don't write the lyrics Jake does, but um, they are as direct as can be. You know, they we have this very, uh, very, very direct and uh, sort of emotional lyrics uh, now. Yeah. That, that that was the the old and health. Yeah, because man, I'll tell you what, feel nothing is is uh one of the ones that gets you right, you know, just it, it it hits you personally on and you know, I don't know if it hits everybody the way it hit me, but it did. So Yeah, and that's the thing too, you know, we wanna you know, the the song we write songs for our fans and we know our fans very well and yeah, we're and we're not trying to like mince word, you know, like it's it should it now should be vague enough that you that we want you as a listener to take your own meaning. We don't need to be like, this song is about this and that that ruins it for you. Yeah. But you need to be, but it needs to be direct enough, clear enough, you know, to, to connect emotionally or, or to get, to get, to get to that emotion. 
Yeah. That's what music's all about. Emotion. Yeah. It's it's all about finding and getting meaning out of it. Even if that's not the initial meaning, what your meaning is works for you. So Of course, yeah. It's 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 a it's a two, you know, it's a collaborative thing for your own enjoyment, you know. That's what that's what makes it good. Yeah. It's dorky, but I always think about it uh, as a dungeon as like a dungeon master and player. Like you you make the story together. <laughs> Hey, says that as I've got stacks and stacks of D&D books just right here. Nice. Uh, but do you find that your um, fandom helps with the music or do you think it can almost be a hindrance because you kind of go with what you really, you know, I, I'm trying to word this oddly enough here. Um, you're being an anime fan and being a punk you know a cyberpunk fan and stuff like that does that really affect your songwriting or do you just go in no no thoughts of what you're doing i mean we we're you know we keep doing what we've wanted to do you know artistically like we gotta do a song this we gotta take our sound here we gotta make this better we're trying to achieve this you know with the production like we're gotta get this thing and the fans uh make, i think make it easier because it's like we're just making the music for them you know anything that got like that helps you know before there's a long time the band like we were really passionate with this music we're making that was uh hard to slot and hard to promote hard to get ahead and it's like we didn't really know who we were making it for we we're just doing it you know so um our fan base now and how vocal and passionate they are like making it for them is is a great motivator and we're not we're not uh changing you know our convictions are the same no one's we're i mean it's not like we have this classic sound and we veer from it and your fans are bummed like we can go anywhere. You know, shit's all over the place and our, our fans are definitely long for the ride, you know? Yeah. Cause it's before I went to see you guys in Columbus this year, uh, I was getting ready to leave the shop and somebody's like, who are you going to see? I was like health. And they're like, never heard of us. Like, what do they sound like? I'm like, um, they're, they're, <laughs> it's like they're synth wave industrial, rock right now i was like that's the best i can explain so i just literally go to youtube and bring up a, a video unless somebody watch it there you go that's that's the way i can explain them to you so yeah, yeah and that's and that's not wrong you know um so yeah, yeah it's a good thing you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse if it, it's, it's a sound different is great you know it's novel you can feel good about it but it's it's hard to promote or hard to like grow like where it's like you like this? Here's some more of it. You know, so we've always been in kind of a weird slot, but um, people people have caught on now, and we've been really embraced. I think by people, you know, in all these different communities, whether it be heavy metal, people who are, I guess you'd say, more goth or electronic world, whatever the hell you want. There's all these different, you know, our fan base is sort of this. Uh, fuck, what is the word I'm looking for? Not it's consortium, but fucking. Uh... God damn it! I'm losing. I'm losing words. It's a really normal word too. I'm thinking of oh, whatever. A coalition, coalition, yeah, of, of all these different sort of uh, subcultures and, and and fan bases, you know, yeah, and they've all been great so, to us. So, how how did you get? Was it a natural progression, or was it a uh, conscious progression on how health got its sound? Uh it, it. I mean, this whole we've changed so much over the years. Yeah, a lot of it. It has been like very, like, you know, so much of this band is very conceptual, like. We're trying to do this, or like we have this idea and we want to pull it off. We need to make a song that does this. So it it's very thought out, but a lot of it is accidental. It's like, you know, the everyone jokes about like, how did we end up here where you're dressed like Asuka in this fucking thing? And I'm like, didn't see that coming. You know, shit like that. You know, it's like, and it's and it's also we really respond to our fans. Our fans are like a focus group. 
Um, and even from the beginning of the band, like I always go to the merch table or I usually 90% of the time, I just work the merch table every night and I just talk to fans. And that, that's guided so much for our changing of like who are the most passionate fans and what they're into. And especially when we're in this like completely different scene before the people who really loved us were from something totally else. And like that kind of told us where, where, you know, where, where we could go. So that's how you end up with the uh, health butt plugs, you know, not where we were planning on going, but you just, you go with it. it it's like I said, D and D it's like, Hey, the players want to be murder hobos. Like, well, that's the campaign then, you know, you gotta, you gotta please your players. Well, one of the best things is, is that you are, you are always at the merge table. I wanted to get that sign, but we had no Sharpie between the two of us when I picked that up. So I, I really need to start carrying a Sharpie every time I go see a band play. From Where uh, we try to keep Sharpies at the front because we always want to sign and I'm trying to promote, I think, cause this is, I think for a lot of people who see uh, like a lot of heavy bands, like the thought, like, unless you pay a ton of money for this meet and greet, like you don't talk to the guy, like we're like, you're going to see us at the show. We'll sign anything. You can take any amount of photos you want. So I think what we might do this next tour, cause the, um, doing the merch on the last tour, it was like too busy. It was a kick in my fucking ass with all the other stuff I have to do. So this tour, I think will be like, I'll come out in the beginning and after we'll have like a little sign and be like, after the show, come here. You can get do whatever you want. We got Sharpies. Oh, is, uh, we will definitely meet up in Detroit uh which would be awesome uh we should get back to ohio but it's not that far you're yeah i mean, I know we will we had a great show it was a sort of thing it's like we were just there and we're booking some you know we're being pretty ambitious and booking some really big venues on this tour even in certain like you know markets where you wouldn't do that so i'm like we just sold you know those tickets in ohio if we go back with double the size venue i'm like we better pull you know you're always like do we pull those tickets out of the market you, you know when you're when you're a band Oh yeah, you, all, you always want a show to sell out, or you make a calculated move where it's like, okay, it, and this it wouldn't sell out here, but it'll be full and be a good show. And you know, you're always, you know, weighing those things, and you definitely don't want a show that's that's ever undersold or that doesn't feel right. You know, your show in Detroit, I don't think they could pack any more people in that building. Yeah, but, I mean that's, that was that was great because you know because Detroit, we used to not we just skipped Detroit, so we we're pretty pumped. We're like, wow, just, you know, things have changed. You know, and yeah. it, it's a great show. Yeah, and. uh at the the L club, so the the club, uh, and just fi- like I said, finding you guys, discovering your 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 discography and stuff like that. Um, what were your inspirations of how you got to where you're at? Oh man, I mean that's a long. I mean obviously you know our founding. Um... I was into most stuff that probably all were. I mean, I originally got into like punk rock, the Dead Kennedys, Black Flag. And then I, you know, I grew up with fucking downloading. So you, know, you get a PhD in rock and roll pretty fast. And then I went through, you know, and I was super into classic rock and prog rock and just kept going. And then I was very much, you know, 2000s hipster, super into early post punk. And that's what informed starting the band and super into like super avant New York bands like X Models. And those are the early influences on the band, like really insane bands like X Models from New York and Liars. And, uh, and then, you know, we've changed over time and we've always been just really influenced by what's going on. You know, so many health songs, in the abstract are influenced by just some random tune that is currently out or some weird movement, electronic music or underground that's going on too. So it's just like a long, long story, you know, and we've just, we're definitely influenced by music the whole time though. Now I don't want to give you some highfalutin answer. It's, it's all music. And, uh, and a kind of a way, you know, we were responding to current music at the time when we went converted to being this really electronic band. And then we kept moving that. We're like, in a way, we saw it as heavy music, but it wasn't connecting with the people it's actually made for. So we're like, okay, we have to find a way to add heavy metal guitars in a way that makes sense and isn't stupid to our music. And that's where we started going with Volume 4. And now we're in this comfortable position where it's like, you know what? 
this whole time, this mechanized rock, like this is industrial music. We could just like, this could just it could be a modern industrial music. All right, let's take, you know, this aesthetic and like, let's inform it with that and, and take it farther. So like this new album is, I, I'd see the most, it's a really put together thing of everything we've done up to this point. All the, all the, it's like, I always see them as the same thing. We're just adding to the vocabulary of what's in the, the, the pocket or like what's in the toolbox of the band, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much a straight line for me, you know? Yeah, it's you, you You get a new tool to put in your toolbox to help you further your, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and there's also like, okay, this album's like, all right, we're gonna do all the other stuff we did before. We're gonna add metal guitar. It's like, okay, all right, interesting. It's like, this album, what do you do? It's like, you know what? We're gonna add ARPs because cause we had this rule. We couldn't use any arpeggiators. And it's like, all right, the fan, they people, they want, drink, why fight it? You know, like we used to not have black t shirts. So like every heavy band is a black t shirt. You can't have black t shirts. Like, motherfucker, they want black t shirts. Give them black t shirts. You know, just let's lighten up, just get, give the people what they want. And that's what we're doing. Uh, as as my kid, I'm like I've got maybe two white shirts, maybe a couple red ones. All the rest are black. Yeah, the black to get the white ones to get dirty. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I wear all black every day, to you know to to express my rage. <laughs> I I wear all black because it's what I've been wearing since I was 13 years old. Yeah. Uh, no, with the music with the with the new album coming out, um, do, do you? know who you're taking on tour. you know who you're taking on tour already yeah so we the tour uh 2024 it's it's announced tickets are on sale we're taking pixel grip from chicago and king yosef from portland uh pixel grip is this really awesome modern i guess like a modern edm band uh like they're uh really catchy songs um really awesome they have this like uh, really sexy front woman and like it's just really cool and dark and gothy and then we're taking king yosef uh who's this uh He's like industrial metal, you know, and uh, and yeah, that's that's it's it. That's cool. Because well, that last tour, I discovered Author and Punisher because of you guys. And Author and Punisher is amazing. Shit, amazing, that, amazing. That was good, and um, I, I I am amazed at the whole electronic synthwave revolution that's currently going on. I mean, I grew up with eighties horror movies and that was and sci-fi movies and that was your synth stuff that you got back then you got a little bit of synth in your new wave and stuff like that but this I don't know, revolution that we're slowly getting and it, it's irritating because uh i joke around my wife has uh serious radio i'm like why is there no synth channel on serious radio yeah i mean it basically what it is a uh, synth wave it's like it's just really heavy john carpenter you know yeah and it's funny because in the, uh, you know, we, we've been in so many different scenes. So we are in the 2000s and later 2000s, early 2010s. Like we were very much in like the hipster scene. It's like what became Synthwave happened independently in that scene already on its own when people were discovering John Carpenter music and putting into this really cool music. And there's this group called Gatekeeper that had like the hottest sound. And it was like, it basically was this, you know, John Carpenter inspired really heavy, low BPM dance music. And there's all this great music that was, uh, you know, Glass Cannon Chromatics is my favorite. And they were doing some John Carpenter-inspired stuff. And that was just lived and died already. And it was over by, like, I don't know, 2012. And then many years later, a totally different group of people, 100% independently, you know, when you get to Perturbator and Carpenter Brood and Hotline Miami, it's like they're making this super heavy, ultra-slick, you know, uh, modern Sonic, heavy John Carpenter music. And you're like, what the fuck? I thought this already happened. It's like, this is tight. And it's, and it's much, much bigger. And, and it's also popular with very different people, made by very different people. And, like, you know, metalheads love it. All these different people kind of love it, you know, and video gamers love it. 
it's it's uh what's funny is i have a couple friends huge metal heads just i am a big metal head um but they're like dude you went and seen health i'm like yeah and they're like oh fuck your god and it's and i'm like yeah i was like i didn't think you'd be but everybody i have people from that dig just like your video game music your you know almost pop stuff down to the really hard black metal and stuff love synth wave and health is yep. one of the top ones that they that they're digging right now that's so, right but uh so gotta ask you're out there rocking the the plug suit mm -hmm. uh at the at what anime expo uh there's two cons so i'm at anime expo and i'm at dragon con in atlanta yeah and uh oh my god that i i could imagine i've been to dragon con um, oh dragon con is so tight that's like that's kind of my favorite because it's just like it's like the the con the party is number one all the other convention shit that's like a backseat like like the main event of dragon con is like hey you want to fucking party right now you want to dress up and fucking like let's do this shit and it's in the south they don't give a f oh so cool i'm like i'm like i'm coming back like immediately this is the, this is the tightest shit I, I went years ago, ended up, I go down there with one of my best friends, um, and we get there, and he's tired. I'm wide awake, because I don't, I think I slept maybe four hours the entire weekend. And next thing you know, I'm just going from room to room, partying and drinking, and everything else like that. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I am so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and the worst, one of the funniest parts is I end up, I end up starting the night hanging out with Boba Fett, Chewbacca, and R2-D2 in the hotel bar. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's fucking hilarious. Also, everyone there, you'll be like, you'll be like, hey, Wolverine. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> give me a drink. Yeah. Um, and as soon as, I don't know, like, also they got all the parties in the uh, the, the conference rooms. Like, you know, went to the rave. We're at the rave to like 5, 6 a.m. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> and they had like a chorus of like, they had all the cosplay babes and they had this jacked dude and he, and he was super ripped. He's just fucking flexing up there and then he would change he was started as sub-zero and he came back as at back as saget and then he came back because i forgot what the third one was <laughs> and he's and he's just like oh and i was like oh this is fucking amazing the the the, the last one not, yeah last time i got to go there i had press passes because i had of all things a public access television show at the time mm -hmm. <laughs> for those who don't remember those and uh i end up hanging out with a bunch of the cast of buffy the vampire slayer that year. amazing and uh, my wife's like wants to go back, but I hate to say this is like so damn expensive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it is um, it's very crowded because we went through the whole the whole thing, and when the, once the weekend days hit, it like I was like, oh, let's go buy some. I want to buy some st stuff to bring home, you know, and get like some 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 funny stuff. And uh, I and like you can't get in. I'm like, I'm not gonna wait an hour and a half to get into the fucking like like shopping center area. Like I don't give a shit. Like I'll I'll, I'll be fine. I don't need to buy a fucking body pillow, you know. <laughs> So is is Neon Genesis your go-to anime? Uh it is for the fans. I mean, like my favorite anime all the time is Akira, you know, and that's uh, I saw that very, very young, very close to when it came out. And um, you know, that was the original that was the original anime explosion in the US. And uh, mm -hmm. I was a little kid for it and it was really exciting. And I was really into anime for a short time then, and I started getting into, you know, more and more manga and stuff, but I had this issue where I was like I've told this story before, but I just kept trying to find what was the next Akira? What's the next Akira? And I kept trying to go, and some things are close, and there's some things are really good, but, like, I couldn't find that Akira, and then I kind of slowly drifted away. And uh, with um, my fans, we were online, and they're just like, 
John, have you seen the Injustice of Evangelion? I'm like, I've heard the name. I remember when it came out. Like, I've never seen it. They're like, you got to watch it. Like, it, you're gonna love it. And I'm like, well, I keep seeing these fucking memes. Like, these memes are amazing. Like, I feel like I gotta see this thing. They're like, dude, you gotta see it. I'm like, I'm like, I really like this red haired girl. Like, what's the deal? It's like, oh, you gotta watch it. <laughs> so I watch. It, I'm like, dude, this is awesome. So I really love it. And it's just kind of just kept going, you know. And like a lot, like all these things are all kind of accidental. It's like just posting these memes. The fans are really into it. I watched it. I got really into it. And just sort of keeps growing to some point where it's like, oh, I bet everyone probably get really like it if I put on the Oscar costume. I was like, they really like it if you put on the Oscar costume. So just, you know, stuff like that. It, it, these are all, they're all incremental. It's not very planned. It's very organic. It's very natural. Nothing is very forced. And if it, if it was, it'd be really weird. <laughs> so no one would think of this shit. And that's why I like to use the Dungeons and Dragons example. You know, the players do something, DM does something, and it just, uh, some, next thing you know, you got this ridiculous or totally new adventure that you just came up with out of your ass that was never planned, you know? Have you ever met the voice actress for uh for Asuka? No, but I watched the Japanese one. However, the voice actor for Shinji uh, American, he's a fan. He hit us up because I posted some goofy meme where he's like, "I like to get kicked in the balls." He's like, "Dude, he's like, I actually do the voice. I'll do whatever stupid meme you guys want." I'm like, "Damn!" I'm like, "We didn't even make this meme. I mean, we just found it." <laughs> you know? Crap. See, I met her years ago at uh, a big anime convention here in Ohio, mm -hmm. and I have I just gonna tell you how long guys I have my VHS tape copy. Uh, the volume one of Neon Genesis signed, and then I have uh, Sorcerer Hunters because she did the voice of two of the those characters. are the, the, uh, the English dub, though. Yeah, yep, the English dub. Yeah, okay. So I try now, Akira is different because I grew up on, on the dub on Akira, mm -hmm. and and I was that was that's like I can't watch it in your way. It's like this, it's just really in this thing, and because the, the voice is Leonardo, it was like really emotional to me as a kid. It's like I can't, I try to watch it in Japanese, it's like a different movie to me, but mm -hmm. uh, everything else I've always watched in you know in japanese so see i'm 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 a sub guy for the most part for the most yeah. part there, there's just some of them that that when i discovered them the only way you could get them in america at that point was yeah i because i would get them all for blockbuster video i'm mm -hmm. really we're sorry guys really dating ourselves here <laughs> i fucking worked at blockbuster i was a that. manager at hollywood video oh dude i remember hollywood yeah yeah that was the yeah. i said yeah you'd go that those friday nights were great though man you'd go with your friends and like it was rammed and shit would be checking out. So you had to choose something and they would run out. You have to find something or you just rent Tommy Boy again. Just this old ass movie. You know? Oh, yeah. Dude, there are people there that would stand at the counter waiting for the movie to get returned. Yeah. So hurry up and rent it. It's like, and it, was, that, it, was, no, it was fucking great, man. It's great times. The, uh, let's see there. I can see it from here. Boom. Oh, nice. Nice. Great fucking soundtrack. Yeah. I, I don't have it on Laserdisc. But um, I do have uh, the original VHS tape. I have the... I have that, yeah. The collector... I still have it, actually. I still have it in my house somewhere. Um, I kept it. I got the collector steelbook DVD, and then I have a Blu-ray. And... Uh... So I had... Because um, I, I went to San Diego, San Diego Comic Con's a real big deal, and I've mm -hmm. been as a kid, and I, I had a... I just bought an Akira shirt, and I wore it to school, and everyone's like, what the fuck? It was this whole thing. It was like this fucking weird shirt. And I, everyone was like, what is that stupid shit? And I'm like, dude, it's like it's the tightest thing in the world. Like, you have no idea. And I was super proud of myself. And all these photos, I got my fucking uh, Kira shirt. I wish I could. I, I should buy it again. It's the same one as the Tetsuo with the arm. Mm -hmm. Cape. It was fucking so tight. See, I had the uh, uh, Kaneda uh, walking towards the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one that everybody has. But but I, I got real lucky. We had a uh, um, art house theater not far from where I live. And about once a month, they would have anime nights. This is three movies usually. And you get them on like a Friday or Saturday night. And I got to see Akira 
Vampire Hunter D and Ghost in the Shell. Nice. On the big screen. And I'm like, it's, I, it's really cool when you can see an older great movie for the first time on the big screen. Uh, like I, there's a Beverly in LA that lets you do that. And like so many classic films, like I would see just for the first time on the big screen. So it's really amazing, I think. But sorry, I cut you off. No, you're all good. Oh, no, yeah. um, you, you've, I, I, being out in the LA and stuff like it, does that give you, uh, um, are you, you, that's going to be huge out there. I mean, there's so much going on at all the time with the, with the conventions and, and, uh, there is, there is, but you don't have to do any of it. I mean, like you can just stay home too. Also, <laughs> I, I live on the East side. Like I do not go to the West side. Now all this convention shit like that's always gonna be in the East side. It's gonna be downtown or wherever. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm a, you know, music is, is my main scene. Like I'm like, God damn it. I got to go to another fucking show. You know, like, <laughs> like right now I'm like double booked for these two shows I got to go to. And I'm just like, uh, uh, I don't know if I want to do this right now. <laughs> What's two shows you got to go to tonight? Uh, so I got, I got a, I'm double booked. I got Holy Fawn and Callous Boys, and I'm supposed to go eat dinner so with someone else too. So I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to, I got a, a triple booking situation right now. Man. So yeah, that's like tonight. I'm, I'm, I, you got me and I was like, oh, I'm taking my kid trick or treat. And I'm like, I'm going to get this finally. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I hope I didn't cut your kids trick or treating short. That no, 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 we, no, we, he was getting done. Uh, getting worn out. I'm not. Wait, so lie. it's I, not it's not Halloween though. I guess trick or treating. They trick or treat the Thursday before Halloween in my hometown. Oh, it's just a thing. Just it's always the Thursday before. Yep. Okay. And uh, to be honest, it was getting dark enough that I could not see out that Spider Man mask anymore. So oh, nice, nice. So me growing up, it was always on Halloween night, but it was always totally pitch black. We never treat trick during the day. Um, we that see it's it's bad is is that I legitimately bought a house about three blocks away from the house I grew up in. Uh-huh. Not on purpose. It was just, I was wanting to buy a house, is, found a house that is, I really Is that liked surreal? It. Like when I have reoccurring dreams, I'm in my childhood neighborhood. Oh, you know? And, and and it's funny because I run into uh, a couple people that I used to go to school with and they're like, oh, you know, we're out here in Minnesota. We're over here in Wisconsin. We're over here in Florida. We're out here in California. And they're like, where do you live, Paul? It's like three blocks from the house I grew up in. Uh, <laughs> So my uh, my older brother uh, is in my childhood home. Now they're remodeling right now. But for me, I'm like, if that happened to me, I would have this like a weird like, <laughs> I was like, what's some movie or something? I'm like, you know, did anything happen? Where am I? What year is it? You know, like, oh, fuck me up. I, I was this close, this close to buying the house I grew up in. And been, yeah. it fell through last minute because they weren't going to do the work and the, the loan people were wanting them to make changes and it ended up being a bit debacle but it's just way things go um yeah yeah where, where are you in, You're in uh, ohio you? where, where, where in ohio piqua ohio piqua 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 i'm sure it's wonderful it, yes it's it's the um we live on the uh what do they call it the uh heroin highway because we're right off of 70 and near the 70 75 interchange okay of all places because it's so bad. I, I, I've heard that is actually a problem in Ohio. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously bad. Okay. And uh, I'm hoping, I know it's bad, but uh, uh, in next week we're voting to legalize weed. Uh, so I'm hoping that will make things better. <laughs> I hope so. You know, I don't know if the, I'm not sure if there's a weed and heroin pipeline. I think they're pretty separate. Well, no, I'm, just, I'm saying this <laughs> is that so many people, if they had easy access to just like go down the street and go buy weed that the chances of them buying heroin instead goes down 
Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, because, you know, maybe, yeah, I think it was like, what was it called? Cheese heroin. There was like this sh stuff that was so cheap, like people were just ran like, oh, I'll give that a shot. Like, oh, God, I'm addicted, you know? Oh, yeah. Kids, like ne never, never touch the heroin. You can no. do anything else. You can do all the bad drugs. Just never. Yeah. Like, yeah, watch any rock documentary. Never touch the heroin. No. no don't even look at it. It's like, a, was it crocodile or crocodile? Oh, crocodile, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Was if that like shows up, you're doing real bad. Yeah, heroin mixed with like kerosene or something like well, that. Well, it, it's a drug. If you start doing it, it's like you'll be dead within three years. I'm like, that means you don't give a fuck. That means like, you, you just yeah. want to be high. And that's or you, you just want to die. Like you, yeah. it, it's so hopeless. And that's just so depressing. Yeah, I watched that documentary. Sad. I was like, this is, I watched this a, is it's horrible. I watched a documentary on that a while back. And you're just like, what would get you to that point? Some people. So, um, so we were talking before. Uh, we started recording today. Uh, we were talking about the X-Men cabinet back there. And uh, I, I got, do you still read X-Men? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm uh, for me is Jim Lee's X-Men, uh, X-Men Saturday Night Morning cartoons. For me, the X-Men is the nineties. You know, I love, I love that video game though. Um, I'm not sure when that came out. I love the look of that one too. Um, but uh, man, like if I, if someone let me direct a movie of the X-Men, like the studio's like, John, you're in charge, direct, make it make an x-men movie it's like it would be 90s x-men jim lee x-men look exactly like that rogue would have a mullet that that would be it you know it, and it would be sentinels i don't know why they just do sentinels as a movie because yeah, we, we got the sentinels but it took six movies five movies they did i don't i gotta tell you the truth so i saw the the x-men the 98 x-men in the theater and i was like hey that was pretty good and the second one i was like hey that was pretty good. And then after that point, I was like, ah, I'm not going to keep watching these. And the, the third one, <laughs> not so good. But when they when they brought them back, uh, Days of Future Past is good again. I'm I'm so – it's this thing where it's like I used to love comic books and superheroes. Like I think they're fucking lame. Like I don't even like them anymore. You know, I'm just like you – could, you could just like – it's just too much. And then like – you know, I used to be obsessed with Star Wars. I don't even – I fucking hate Star Wars. Like I don't even think it's cool. I don't even like it. It used to be my favorite thing in the world. And I see I'm just like, ugh. Like it's just like you could fuck people up. You can you can ruin franchises, you know. You can run things in the ground and and uh, there's definitely some fatigue. Though, I, I mean, if they made a brand new X-Men movie and it was just 90s and just really cool – Obviously, I would go see it, you know, and uh, but I like I couldn't could, couldn't even care. And then obviously, you know, the, the the I was I almost watched the new Batman. I love some Batman, you know, I love the Nolan Batman. I'm thinking about it. I might watch it. I like I love what's his name, uh, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I was sh actually shocked at how good that was. Um, right, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I, I, I was like, I was just like, I was like, why is this movie so long? <laughs> yeah. It is way too fucking long. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with these movies these days. But yeah, I'll see. I just need three people to tell me it's good. And three people didn't tell me it was good, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. See, I, I made a mistake of uh, I listened to my son tell me movies were good, my oldest. I'm like, dude, you got bad taste in movies. Well, it's not your son's fault because there has been a dogashita just nonstop, you know, for, I don't know, a decade, two decades. Goddamn. Like, it, there's definitely less good movies coming out these days. But then when you get to sneak a good one in, you're like, oh. Opp Oppenheimer blew my dick off. Brilliant movie, you know. I still haven't watched it yet, dude. You gotta what? watch it in the theater. That's that's the greatest sound design I've ever experienced. It's like shocking, you know. It's uh, we we were talking about that because uh, um, when Dune came out with the Hans Zimmer um score, you're just like you. It just blows you out of your seat listening to that score. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that uh, hyper modern, just like ultra compressed like you know sounds really great 
So I know you score video games and you do music for video games. Would you do movies? We'd we'd absolutely love to. It just um, it's this thing where you know we've tried to get uh, film scoring agents. Obviously, our main thing is the band, and that takes a lot mm-hmm. of time. And we're trying to be a band primarily; it's more fun. But of course, we want to score, and we'd really love to score a movie. But like you know, we were flirting with having like have a, a film agent, and we're like, hey guys, like we've done, we've scored a video game that is like budget of like over a hundred million dollars. You know, it's like what's up? And they're like, hey guys, I know it's great, but um. That does nothing for us. Like that means zero in the film world. You have to have film credits. It doesn't matter how big it is. I'm like, God damn, we were for Rockstar Games. So it's like we're below zero starting there. So we'd we'd still like to. Um, and I have a lot of friends now who used to be like avant-garde musicians from the scene who are older now and they are uh, they they all do Netflix shows and they do very well. Drive nice cars. So um uh so you know, we'd we'd love to get there. But for me personally though, for what they call the way culture is right now, unless we could work with some amazing director that I really love, I would much rather do another like big game you know a, a really great uh video game love to do something very narrative or some kind of rpg that's kind of futuristic that would be great to think you know we I have another max Payne sort of experience again that'd be great also because we were just so we're just so much more scaled at what we do we could do so much you know we'd really like to do it well you get you get max Payne three and you're not connected to the horrible max Payne movie so yeah there's this moment when we started with them we're like because i i went i got I, I called my buddy i'm like give me your ps2 I'm like um i'm gonna play i'm gonna play all the games in a row i'll play one and two like i want to know everything about max Payne. listen to all the soundtracks and i was like guys should i see the movie and rush was like fuck no don't watch that piece of shit <laughs> i i technically think i own it um literally because it's, it was so I heard the story. I don't. I don't know if this is true, but this is an anecdote I heard uh, that the guys who made the movie went into the offices and were like, "Hey guys, you know, you guys are the game company. We want to show you the movie." And they put it on for everyone, and it was like five minutes in, they just, the whole staff just got up, and like, "This is a piece of shit," and they just walked out. I, <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I don't I, know if that's true, but I heard that anecdote. It cracks me up. That that would be so great if it was true. I could yeah, definitely yeah. see it being true because it's not good in any way. I, I, I've heard it's just fucking. Que horrible, you know? It's so batshit crazy. Um, it's weird. Um, it's, I, I don't, and I like weird movies. I'm not going to lie. I love crazy, weird movies, but that one, you're just like, yeah, it doesn't make any, any sense. And it should, it's supposed to be making sense. I watch movies that I know don't make sense, that are made to not make sense. Um, but that one, is attempting to make sense and not catching on anything at any moment, any time. <laughs> um, so I, I gotta, I gotta ask. So when did you get into music? When did you pick up your, your, your like first instrument or your, you know, well, I had like, you know, I listened to music like my parents and stuff, but I didn't really care about anything. It, it wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it anyway. You know, I like song here or there, but didn't really care. And then I think when I was about 12, I had a friend who was two years older and he dubbed a cassette tape uh, and sent it to me. And he was like, Hey, you got to listen to this. And one half was Dead Kennedys and one half was Sonic Youth. And I put it in and I was like, What is this? I was listening to Dead Kennedys and then I tried to listen to Sonic Youth. I couldn't get the Sonic Youth at all. Put the Dead Kennedys and like, I didn't get it. But I could feel my blood pressure just going up. I just felt like just crazy energy just raising my body. I'm just like, what? What is this? This is kind of amazing. And I just kept listening to it. And I'm like, and then I had this fucking moment. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I have this feeling is fucking crazy. I feel amazing. I, I feel nuts. I want to run and smash shit. And then I was like, 
this is music. I want, I love music. I want to get into this. And so we kind of started doing it. And then I think a few years later, it was like, Oh, what if we made a band? And like, I didn't even know how bands worked. And we're like, yeah, we can make a band. And, uh, my, that same friend gave me this really shitty guitar with no amp. I was trying to learn, learn it. I'm terrible at this shit. And, uh, and I was like, Oh yeah, let's make a band. I'll play guitar. And then I was kind of meeting. I was like, everybody plays guitar. There's like 500 guitar players. And then I'm like, we know one kid is a drummer. I'm like, if I just play bass, we have a band right now. Well, I'll just play bass. And then my cousin at that time randomly just calls me. He's like, hey, John, do you play bass? I was like, no. He's like, do you want a bass and an amp? I was like, absolutely. And he just drove it over and he just handed me this shitty bass and amp. I was like, I'm like, I'm bass player now. And like next day I was like, we got a band. And that was it. And we were in high school. So we had a we had a band in high school. Weren't that great. Uh, it's really dorky. We are called Blood Meridian after the Cormac McCarthy book. And, uh, and that was it. And then uh, I think I wasn't planning on doing music. I was in LA. I was like in this uh, fly-by-night film school. Yeah, I didn't go to college, and I was like, the scene in LA was so awesome. The the smell and Il Corral, this like really avant-garde noise scene that was just so weird, and all these bands I really loved, and uh, I was super into. And I was like, man, I just, I got to be part of this just for just for this moment in time. I need to like make a band and get into the scene, find my way in. And uh, and I met and then I met the guy. I met Jake, who's the singer. I met him at Guitar Center, and they want to make a band. They had no idea what this was going on the scene. I'm like, well, hey guys, we got to join the scene. I want to make like this kind of band. Uh, and we and we kind of came together and do it and started doing that. And then what we didn't expect is that we started getting attention and we got these all these crazy, you know, uh, opportunities. We got the record label. We have to sing first castles, and then we got to go on tour. And we got to book all, these, all this stuff happened, which is like you know, making any sort of art or music. It's a fucking it's kind of a lottery. You are incredibly fortunate if anything happens, even at the lowest level. Anything happens, it's fucking crazy. So I was like, hey, you know, sun shines on the dog's ass. I must be very lucky for this to be happening. Like I'm just, I'm gonna keep going with this, you know. And uh, and now there's probably a tons of moments we should have quit, but you get a taste of it and you always want more and you, it becomes your life. And now we're just too far gone. Like we're pot committed. Like I don't know if I can re-enter the job market right now. <laughs> so so thank God things are going well right now. There you go. So, so it's, and it just kind of kept going from there. Well, that's cool. I mean, and the, the best part about it is the next question was, I I'm always love to find out people's first band's name, but you named Blood Meridian. Yeah, yeah. And uh Mine is god awful. It was no fate. Uh, no fate. I was, I was watching Terminator when uh, we came up with the. That's not so bad. No fate. I mean, that could be that could be a synthwave band. You know. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. And uh, then my second band was Wormhole. Wormhole. Uh, because I was uh, uh, playing World of Darkness at the time, and the the wolves, the werewolves, have to deal with the worm, and I'm like, Wormhole. Yeah, with a Y. <laughs> So we're gonna be yeah. hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wyrmhole is a dragon's asshole. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> it's what our band sounded like now. Yeah, yeah. We were uh my bass my guitar player. I was the bass player, my guitar player was uh I was a metal thrash guy, he was a punk, mm -hmm. and our drummer was a like classic rock prog guy. Mm -hmm. And so our music was bullshit nonsensical <laughs> we're like we're artists now man we're like nah this sucks <laughs> you know what does i don't know just playing in a band is so fun and that's the kind of thing about music versus other arts like if you just make a punk band and just play some shows like that's pretty great and like that feels as great as a lot of things that are a lot higher on the totem pole or like you can feel just as amazing selling out a 200 cat venue as you can selling out like a 700 cat venue or whatever or like a thousand cap or like you can have a, such an amazing experience just playing to x amount of people and you don't have to be that successful. So that's what's so amazing at music. Like, so if people want to do music, just do it for a few years and quit. Just don't keep going. Don't, don't do so and be like me. But, you know, you could have 
you could run the gamut of fun things to experience uh, with uh, some whatever band that only runs for three years, you know? Get out there, get it, do it, have fun. Just get just get it over with. Get it out of your get, system. Knock it out of your system. Yeah, yeah. and then just, yeah, get a good job. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. <laughs> so, so you, you went to film school. Uh, what, what were you? What, what kind of films were you trying to make when you were in film school? Oh, it's, it's fucking art film, man. I mean, I'm you know, uh, some highbrow shit. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to make. I think all of us, you know, every nerd has a fantasy of like their epic, their trilogy, and of course, I had that. But I also wanted to make just like you know, straight up, you know, art film. Just you know, good, good movies, quote unquote, good movies. Or like you know, you adapt this book and you make a really highbrow film. You know. Very, very, uh, yeah, high, highbrow ambitions. I would say. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going the exact opposite. I'm supposed to be. I'm literally supposed to be directing a movie like right now. Really? And uh, yeah, I got, I got. Um, I was doing an interview with a producer slash director. We were talking about a movie that he had just done, and I was like, "Man, I wish you would have done that because he did a movie called Nun Dead, mm -hmm. and it's it's all these evil nuns." is the only thing that you have to have for this anthology film. I was like, dude, I was like, if I could have done a nun movie, I was like, I have an evil nun with a nunchuck made of yep. rulers. So it'd be a nunchuck. And he's like, that's great. And then he's sitting there talking, we're talking, talking. He's well, you're working on my new movie. Right. And I went, what? And he goes, and uh, I got the funding for it. I had, Oh really? Dude, you got to do it then. That's amazing. And then, the thing is I can't keep actors. They keep bouncing on me left and right. And you know, like, well, it's, it's very hard because, I mean, you're literally in Ohio, you yeah. know. But Ohio has a big indie film scene. It huge does? Huge indie film scene. What? Yes. Oh, we wow. have, um, oh, shit. I know this is bad. If you go on Tubi right now, mm -hmm. you can look up um, a couple names and it will start linking you. It'll rabbit hole you to other people. Um my friend Sean did a movie called Don't Fuck in the Woods. Uh-huh. And it blew up. It's it's was one of the wow. top streaming uh, on Voodoo when it dropped, and now it's one of the top streamings on uh, um Yeah, that's one thing that kind of makes me sad. Obviously, it'd be such a hard grind. Uh, but um if I was still in the film sort of zone, so I worked in television for a minute too after after school and uh stuff like that. But uh uh like it's such wild west right now. Like this would have been a really fun time if I had been, you know, making whatever working in the industry this whole time honing skills like it'd be a hilarious time for me to be like just, with streaming you can just make some fucking movie like it's like all this sort of stuff we kind of i kind of dreamed of when i was younger you know oh yeah it's it's, it's now thinking of that do you because we we've been doing interviews with all these bands and stuff mm -hmm. um and now everything is instant you don't have to wait for an album to drop you don't have to wait for a tour uh, you got some of these bands that keep releasing singles like once a month so they can keep the people till their next album drops. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about that? Well, you just, uh, you just the sign of the times. You kind of, I mean, like, we still have made an album. This new album's coming out December 7th, Rat Wars. Uh, it's an album. We are like song going to song, you know, very carefully curated, but we're aware, you know, we talked to our youngest and most fervent fans and they've never listened to a health album sequence and they're never going to. That's just the name of the game. So who am I to judge? But, uh, you know, we, have been you know one thing we've started you know we release music a lot more we also put out you know four times as much music as we used to but in a good way i think we're just also it's i'd say that the current the times are working for us but uh there are negatives there are positives you know we take one thing we like to do is like you know we like to, to do these collabs and we do like to drip the songs out there's kind of a weird thing where it's like the anticipation of the record once the record comes out like the moment's over so it is better to drip out songs so 
you know, we're dropping half the record as singles before the record comes out, which is yeah. normally would be a lot. You would do one to two to three in the old days because you don't want to spoil the record. But if your fans are going to listen to the record in sequence, then it's probably better. Now, see, me, I take, I pop a record on the record player while I'm editing or working on on the shows. And um, I just... No, I got I got to keep it in sequence. I got. Oh, I, I love. I mean, that's what I fell in love with. I love the album, and that's always and we'll always make albums no matter what, you know. Uh, and that's what we like to do. These, you know, like these disco records, they're like compilations basically. But that lets us do the stuff that's looser, like these collabs, and then turn it into an album. So there's still an official album. I just like things organized, you know. I used to have that fucking CD Logic thing, and I painstakingly, you know, would, even if I was burning CDs, I'd do artwork and list. You know, it's like this thing. I just I like things organized like that. Well, it as, as I've told people, it's like it's so much cooler to be able to go over here, grab this, you know, look at everything, look at the interior and all that stuff like that, rather than to look at the little tiny picture that pops up on your phone. So you can like try to read the lyrics. And then, of course, me, I'm old now. So I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, you know, like in the whatever, the 60s or whatever, you just buy the record and you'd go home and you put it on. And you just sit in front of the fucking stereo. You don't have anything else to do. And you just look at the artwork. And that's brilliant. But, you know. As time and technology goes on, and Malcolm McLaren said this, uh, the Sex Pistols as Jolly, he was just like, once the Walkman came out, he's like, dude, this is just going to keep going. It's going to get more and more disposable. Just that you're able to walk with it, you know, that you would have to, you wouldn't have to just go home and, and put it on as like this ritual or like you're only in the car, you can only get the radio, you know. And yeah, it's it's, it's instantaneous. It does it definitely devalues it. Yeah. But, you know, the cool thing is any underground band can be heard immediately, which is, you know, all those punk bands in the 80s were just dying to so anyone's even to get their music you know i uh i bought a huge record collection oh geez two years ago now and the guy was a massive punk fan so i had all these 45s you know the seven inches i had vinyl and uh i kept some of it not gonna lie because but i do have to keep my store open so <laughs> i do need to sell um and now my youngest son has discovered punk. Now he's listening to Black Flag. He's listening to Ramones. He's listening to the Misfits. He's listening to the Germs. I'm like, yeah, all classics, all my favorites growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so, evergreen. You know, you just have to hear them when you're young. If you, if, yeah. after a certain age, I, you cannot get into Black Flag. It won't work. You'll be like, this is terrible. But if you're, if you're young enough, oh, it's the most, it's the most brilliant music. It's, it's well, so magical and it'll hook anyone. Yeah. Well, they tell everybody that you your your music tastes are locked in by the time you're like 14. I'm like, that's bullshit. I was like, no, I'm that's actually not 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 true. I, I found some of my most cherished bands in my 20s actually like way past that magical zone. You know, blues, whatever. Yeah, dude, I'm yeah. I'm almost 50 and I'm still discovering new bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know you're you've got stuff going on, but I got I got a couple more questions real quick. Um, favorite collaboration you've done so far? If you have well, one. I like them all. I got to look at a thing. Uh, I really, I'm very proud of all the collabs. I think they're all quite, quite, quite good. Um, I don't know, man. Don't have a favorite. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. That's, a, that's a bad, that's a bad, uh, bad answer. Um. So, Okay. So the other question is, is uh, I, I usually ask, um, what what are you listening to right now? Right so, now, why? Well, looking for you, I've got my uh, got my um, 
actually for anyone listening i have a playlist on spotify you can check out called johnny's top 40 2023 and i put whatever i'm listening to that's that i don't like hate i put on there um uh the new sierra album listening to that uh listening to pexel grip their new single uh cal Boys, the barbie soundtrack uh i really like this guy revizia from russia he does this like hard evsm um i was listening to sleep token because we're about to go on tour with them uh there's a great burial single I was listening to lock knock loose it's very heavy uh and uh my probably favorite thing this year is uh riff raff put out these two singles that are just amazing oh and um uh i want a ferrari but listening to uh this there's this really uh crazy avant-garde music out of brazil right now i think it's like the latest incarnation of brazil funk but it's like I don't know what it is so next level. It's this, it is mixed so wrong. It is totally avant-garde and genius. And it's, it's really hard to explain. It's just like, it's like a black dice drop. Uh, and there's tons of music like this, but check out the song called set da GM. And it is, it'll, it'll like your hat will fly off your head. You know, you'll be like, what, what? like your monocle will smash. And it's, it's fucking really cool. Well, I, that's cool. I'm gonna have to look it up when I, when I go to edit. Cause I'm gonna, when I get done with this, I'm gonna go eat for the first time today. And then I'm going to hit it. So um, with the new album coming out, you said December 7th? December 7th, yep. December 7th. Uh, what else in tour starts? Tour start. We're going to go on a tour uh, supporting Sleep Token this December. Uh, and our album comes out during that tour. And we're going to do some special appearances too, like doing a one-off show in the Netherlands, like a, a special small show in, in London. And then we're gonna, I'm going to do a DJ set in Paris, like all these like, little cl- sort of like fun, uh, fun little things like that. And uh, I'm going to put all the connections to the your socials and stuff at the end of the episode so people can find you. And um, I guess since we, we answered the, the one question, my usually my last question is what do you uh, what do you say to people wanting to get into music now? And you're like, go three years. <laughs> you know, the, the, people ask this question, and my answer is like, don't. But don't. Uh, I'm just I'm joking. But um, I would say you know the old rules don't work. You know, most advice I would give you is so comically outdated you know and what's cool now is like you know you can start and control everything yourself through social media through online you can get discovered that way you can blow up that way in ways you can't uh couldn't do so like you can do it you know it's never been easier to make it it's obviously yes it's very it's very rare you know it's 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 a tough road but you can do it or you can just do it for three years and have a fucking blast so i I definitely wouldn't just if you really love it yeah fucking why not um but what what is amazing now is like you can break yourself and you do not need a record label. There's no, there's no thing you're going to jump on now where it just like takes that, that next step. And like you can basically create most, almost all your opportunities yourself on a certain level, you know? Cool. So you could scheme on the internet, make your stuff, come up with a really cool concept and just promote it. And like, you could make it pop the way, like, you know, it, which is, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. It's, it's weird seeing these bands. Cause I, I, we were telling other people, I was like, don't, I wouldn't bother with a record label, man. Go, go. Do it yourself. There's so many of these bands that are blowing up now that yeah, you, a record. and they're huge. Or just you know, look at all the people who just make whether they're streamers or or YouTube, whatever. They're just like they don't don't even have management, whatever. And it's like the money goes directly to you. I mean, like that's the thing. What's crazy is like you could start if you're an artist and just have like a Patreon, you could out earn like eighty percent of musicians just doing okay. And so that's why I can't like really discourage anyone from doing it. It's like if you are. Now that's a wholly different thing. That's not the way it's supposed to work. You, in the old days, you got like 
four fucking drug addicts who had this weird talent and you like move them around and get them a record deal and get them make a record and play this record and they get big. But you know, if you're like a, a savvy, a savvy kid, you can, you can create all your own content. You can film it on a fucking iPhone. No one really cares about you having nice lighting. Like it's just all there and you could, you can promote the shit of yourself. And if you're some good looking person dresses cool, like fuck, you could just blow up. I don't know. Like, like people, like people want to know you, like it could just happen. You know? So it, it, it is really crazy. Like, you know, the TikTok effect too. People go from zero to like ten thousand overnight. So who am I? Who are you to resist? <laughs> who are we to decide? Yeah, yeah. Um, the computer man, decides. You know. I I gotta say thank you so very much. Um, I never thought in a million years you'd say yes to an interview. Um, oh yeah, we say I say yes to everything. So yeah. Um, yeah. So um, and uh, hopefully I will see you. Fingers crossed. Nothing bad happens. I will see you in Detroit. Cool. Let's come say um, hi. And uh, I should have book two two of my kids with me. So nice. um, I, I say that my kids are adults, so it's you know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I got to say thank you. Um, your music is kick kicks ass. Um, I listen to at least a couple songs probably every day. Um, I definitely listen to it while I'm at the gym. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you so very much. Um, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, but I'm going to, uh, end this here technically. And, uh, I got like one question I want to ask sure. later, um, but we'll cut it here. Okay. Um, so the number that's on your t-shirts, yeah. what is the phone number for the, that's on your t-shirts? Goes right here. Your real phone? So I, it's just the old number is a Google voice that goes direct to my phone. The new number is a text only that goes to this program on my computer and, and my phone. So and... depending on which shirt, if you have an older shirt, if it's the two, one, three, uh, I think it's two, four, five, nine or two, five, nine. I can't remember the number right now. Yeah. Okay. So that's the older number. So that goes directly, that goes directly to my cell phone. Okay. So that's kind of the thing, you know, like you're like, oh, well, well, you say yes. It's like, I, I'm the most available man in rock and roll. You can call me directly anytime and you can text me anytime. You know, it's the numbers. It goes directly to my cell phone. Yeah. Cause so. uh, my son's got one of your, um, your other shirt with the, the wolf headed warrior on the front. And, uh, then I got the, the heaven and hell t-shirt, the perturbator. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. And I kept, I kept seeing this phone number and I'm like, some of the numbers they tell you to go to like their merch line or something like that. No, I had to... no, no, it's, it's a, it's a direct line. Uh, you know, I came up from a DIY sort of punk thing and I was always kind of tickled that you could talk to the musician. And so, you know, also people now people look for connection and the parasocial relationships. So I'm like parasocial. I'll just be social. You can fucking call me like, <laughs> like I'm here, dude. Oh, so. But, uh, thank you, sir. So very much. Um, can't wait to see you again and hopefully this time i will remember sharpie and uh we will we'll have them we'll have them but yeah but, yeah, but bring them just case bring uh you're gonna bring the silver or gold ones because they're always dark covers you know yeah and uh but uh yep i'll get that and uh we'll see you then and take care and uh go go see callus dow boys all right awesome thanks dude i'll see you <laughs> later bye